Welcome to His Way Women's Bible Study with Linda Anderson. His Way Ministries is an interdenominational ministry established and committed to helping you experience a dynamic relationship with God. Now, here's Linda with this week's message. Oh, it's great to see you tonight. Good job coming out. You women are exceptional overcomers. Yes, you are. Well, it's going to be a great night here at His Way, and I'm just expecting, anticipating God to do amazing things. In fact, He told me something. I was asking Him for a word for you when we open. Do you know I ask Father God to give a word to you when we open His Way? Oh, yes, I do. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, because... I don't want to just stand up here and talk. I want you to have a word from the Lord. So I was asking him, Father, what, what do you want me to tell the women? And this is what the Lord said to me. This is so great. He said, if they will call me one of these three things, which mean all the same, Father, Abba, or Daddy, I will give them a gift. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Do we get more gifts if we call them all <laughs> <laughs> And so there, right there, we see his heart because, wow, what kind of, there's no other religion on this planet where they get to call their almighty God, Abba and Father and Daddy, just shows us his heart. Wow. So there you go. If you want a gift, that's what he wants. So be willing. Be willing to call him Father, Abba, Daddy, <laughs> Almighty God. Yeah, let's, let's lift our hands to him. Father, <laughs> Abba, Daddy. <laughs> oh, you are so beautiful. You're so good. You're such a good dad. Oh, Lord, would you give revelation tonight of your dadhood, of your dadship, of your fatherhood? And, oh, God, would you wash off our false concepts of you? And would you give us brand new, sparkling, clean, true concepts of you? Yes, Daddy. Yes, Abba. Yes, Father. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, help us to be able to listen, to be able to worship. Lord, thank you for all the healings that I've gotten testimonies about in the last few days. Lord, would you just continue that role? And, Lord, make it like a snowball so it gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> and the, the healings and the, and the deliverance and the, and the freedom just rolls bigger and bigger. Thanks. Thanks, Daddy. Thanks, Abba. Praise God. Okay, there you go. Amen. So be it. Wow. <laughs> well, I had a 20 and a 1 in my wallet. And before Kristen started doing offering, I had pulled out the one, 
because I have been giving 20s out everywhere, and I thought, I better keep that 20. But after you said what you did, yeah, the 20 went in the offering. Thank you all for giving so generously here at His Way. I am astonished every week by your generosity. You are so very generous. <sighs> well, today as I was putting the message together and I was typing the outline, I was crying so hard that I could hardly see to type. And the no, no, no. The reason why I was crying so hard is because tonight's message is on breakthrough. And I want so much for you to have breakthrough in the areas of your life where you are stuck. And so I was sitting there and I was typing the outline and I was just crying and crying and asking, Father, please, oh God, you can do anything. Would you do it for every person? Lord, may everyone in this room who needs financial breakthrough have it. In Jesus' name, yes, yes, so that you're out of debt, so that you meet your monthly obligations, so that you can go on vacation. You can go, yeah, so you can buy that beautiful handbag. <laughs> really? Yeah. To have breakthrough in your health so that you can get to the bottom of the issues that are causing that dis-ease, where you are not at ease, so that you can get to the bottom of that and have that healing. The deal is God's done it for me so many times that it's, I, I have 100% faith. I just do. So if I can just get this room saturated with faith, my faith, <laughs> 100%, then you will all be healed tonight. Yeah, amen. Amen. I was asking, Father, during worship, oh, God, saturate us, surround us. Oh, you know what else I was asking him? I was asking him, you've heard me, many of you have heard me say this before. How many of you have been in the garden tomb in Jerusalem? Many of us. There is no spiritual warfare in the garden tomb. There's zero. The demons of darkness, they, they are scared to death of that place. And so <laughs> every time we go to Israel, that's where I want to spend the majority of my time, on the ground in that garden tomb. There is no warfare. Do you know what it feels like to not have warfare? To not be bombarded with feelings and thoughts and emotions and troubles and issues and to just not have any, to have that absolute shalom. Well, that's the only place I've ever felt that is in the garden tomb. And I asked God to make this a garden tomb. <laughs> and then I felt funny like a tomb. But I just want, oh, I long for you to have that breakthrough that is full and free. And I'm not good enough to wish this myself, you know that? So it must be God. It's got to be God. It's got to be him wanting this for you. 
Yeah, you. Amen. So be it. Well, next week, we have a very special guest speaker, and she is sitting next to Marla right here with the hat on. Connie Friend is in the house from Carson City. Yay. <laughs> and next week, you have the great, humongous privilege of being, well, you're in her presence now, but getting to hear her speak. So Connie will be here next week. And I will be in a boat in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> breathing sea air and relaxing with Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for wanting me to do that. Thanks. Connie, do you want to say anything or do you, you want to wave or wave, 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 wave? <laughs> last, last week, I introduced you to our missionary, Karen Whitley. She was here from South America, primarily Bolivia, and she was at his way. Do you know what she told me? She said, I have never been in an environment like his way. She said, the energy of those women is incredible. She said, next time I come, I'm staying two Tuesdays. <laughs> she loved it here. What a great privilege we have to have a place like this where amazing women come together and abandon just all the um, everything and look to God. Well, thanks. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Hug every one of you and say thank you, thank you. All right. Well, Pastor Tamara is coming to read to us. From Psalm 143, the whole entire chapter. And after she reads to us, we are having thundering breakthrough. <laughs> Seriously, I'll tell you where the title came from. And I'm just expecting lightning strikes over a thousand times per minute on our planet. Every minute. Over a thousand times. Somewhere on our planet. Every minute over a thousand times. And so tonight we need thundering breakthrough. That means lightning has to strike first. Did it come during worship? Lightning of God. It's light. Yeah, light. Pastor Tamara said yes. Okay, we're ready then. Okay. Um, put your hand on your heart. Father, you know you know, you know every you know every hair <laughs> on every person's head. Oh Lord, you are so amazing. And so, Lord, you know the places that need breakthrough. You know them better than we do. And so, Father, I I ask that your lightning would strike here and that your thunder, the, the sound of your voice will come. And Lord, that we will be changed. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you that you will. Thanks. Customize your word to every heart, every single one of us. Thanks, Lord. So be it. Pastor Tamara, you look beautiful. 
I have a new bracelet on that Marla bought me. It's fan so fantastic. Did you all know that uh, gifts are my love language? <laughs> How I receive love, that is. And when somebody picks something that I would have picked for myself, it makes you feel like I love Marla. I put it on tonight, and putting it on, I was like, Marla loves me. <laughs> I really wasn't soliciting for gifts. I really wasn't. But I mean, if you see something, you're like, that's so Tamara, you know. All righty, we are in Psalm 143. I'm reading out of the New King James. You can read along or you can just listen, whatever you want to do. So Psalm 143, starting with verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my supplications. In your faithfulness, answer me. And in your righteousness, do not enter into judgment with your servant. For in your sight, no one living is righteous. For the enemy has persecuted my soul. He has crushed my life to the ground. And he's made me dwell in darkness like those who have been long dead. Therefore, my spirit is overwhelmed within me. My heart within me is distressed. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all your works. I muse on the works of your hands. I spread out my hands to you. My soul longs for you like a thirsty land. Answer me speedily, O Lord. My spirit fails. Do not hide your face from me. Lest I be like those who go down into the pit, cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning. For in you do I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. For I lift up my soul to you. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. In you I take shelter. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake, for your righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. And in your mercy, cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul, for I am your servant. Now, some of you are wondering why in the world I had her read that. Because you are flying so high. <laughs> Some of you have been on a retreat this last weekend where the Holy Spirit just came and crashed in like an ocean wave. And you're thinking, why would she read such a, such a scripture as that when we're all fine Well, partly because tonight we are looking at a scripture out of Colossians 2 that is one of the most important verses that you will know. My papers are all sticky and flying away. and Okay. So you're wondering what it is. It's Colossians 2.15. This is one of my swords. Anybody else? Anybody in the house? This is one of your swords. Do you have swords? 
Do you know what a sword is? <laughs> a sword is a verse that you take as your own that flashes light. And when the enemy is coming against you, you flash that in his face and he backs off. That's what a sword is. My Bible is full of swords. And they work. So this is one of my swords is Colossians 2.15. That Jesus Christ, when he went to the cross, when he died on the cross, one of the best documented facts on our planet, when Jesus Christ went to the cross and he died for our sins and he exchanged his righteousness for our sin, he made a public, open display of the powers of darkness, and he triumphed over them. This is a big deal. Because when we are harassed, when we are, um, I, you can be flying so high and walk out of his way, and there's a group of women talking, and all of a sudden now the clear blue sky, you're just feeling left out and friendless and lonely. Just suddenly. What do you do with that? Do you absorb it? I'll take that. Take it in, believe it, and walk out miserable? Or you, do you take out your sword and flash light, conquer the darkness, and walk in victory? There are all kinds of opportunities every day, aren't there? Cleverly disguised as troubles. <laughs> so, tonight, a mighty sword for you. I want to explain to you this title at the top of your outline. We are studying pure power, and tonight is thundering breakthrough. Yesterday, I had a great privilege of doing soaking prayer for an individual. Here at His Way, we offers soaking prayer. What that means is that you feel, and Terry, you want to raise your hand, Terry? Terry's director over soaking prayer. You're going to be bombarded with people wanting applications. What you do is you get an application from Terry. You fill it in. It's simple. It's only one page. And then she sets up an appointment for you for soaking prayer. Now, soaking prayer typically is about two hours. So what you do is you come usually here and you meet with two or three other women, usually three others, and they pray over you until there's breakthrough. It's amazing. In fact, it was during soaking prayer that I got my heart healed many years ago. My heart used to skip every fifth beat, and that is very disconcerting. If you've ever had issues with your heart not beating rhythmatically or um, you have felt it go boom and then um, it just feels terrible, it's distracting, it's upsetting. My heart was doing that every fifth beat. Cardiologists said that they couldn't fix it, wanted to try medications, and I said, let's try prayer. And so I had soaking prayer. It took about an hour and a half, and my heart was beating 
perfectly and has been in rhythm ever since. That happened during soaking prayer. Oh, Terry, you're really going to be bombarded now. So yesterday we had the privilege of praying for a woman, Melanie and Darlene and I, and soaking her in prayer. And as we were doing so, we were able to identify an orphan spirit. Now I've given you pages tonight about an orphan spirit by an amazing author. Both of them wrote it, he and his wife, Jack Frost. And I know it's a funny name, Jack Frost. <laughs> but I really encourage you to read this. Take the time to read it. Make yourself read it, okay? All right? Because it's really, really insightful. And it's story form. Don't read it now. <laughs> that wasn't towards you, McKenna. It wasn't. <laughs> So anyway, we were able to identify an orphan spirit, and then we were able to say, okay, ask Father. We'll ask Father to show you where that came in. And immediately, Holy Spirit pinpointed the very place where it came in, and then we were able to say, okay, where's Jesus? And immediately, she saw Jesus there with her. And then we were able to forgive, and she asked for Forgiveness. Forgiveness always is the key. And so she forgave, and everybody forgave. We forgave, and um, then we planted the cross of Jesus Christ right there and invited the spirit of adoption, the Holy Spirit, to come in. And she got completely free, and her face was lit up. It was amazing. But during the course of that soaking prayer, she said this phrase, she said, thundering breakthrough. And when she said that, I thought, that's what his way is going to be tomorrow night. Thundering breakthrough. Because she got a thundering breakthrough. Now, let me explain it to you a little farther, further as, we, as I try to always interject physics into your Tuesday night because you love it. Some of you are going, what? Let's look a little bit more at thunder. Right under thundering breakthrough in the date, I just gave you one verse. But there are so many throughout scripture about the thundering voice of God. For example, in John 10, when God's voice thundered and he said that Jesus was his beloved son. And the people around him said, that sounded like thunder thunder. So there are many, many places in scripture I chose. He thunders with his majestic voice. <laughs> As Tamara read the scripture, Psalm 143, it says in there, you have to speak to me, O God, or I'll go down to the pit. If you don't hear God's voice, if you go too long without hearing it, you may find yourself in the pit. When I don't hear God, it used to be sometimes I would go three weeks and I wouldn't hear his voice, and I would just be desperate. I'd be beside myself. I'd be like, I, I don't know what to do. Now it's like if I don't hear him every day, I'm just sunk. 
I'm more needy than ever. We have to hear God. We have to hear him, and we can, because this voice is falling like rain, even right now. So here, right below that, thunder is the sound produced by lightning. Did you know that? You did? Very good. Depending on the distance and nature of the lightning, thunder can range from a sharp, loud crack to a long, low rumble. Did you know sometimes God is speaking to you in a long, low rumble? And you just think his voice is noise. <laughs> the sudden increase in pressure and temperature from lightning produces rapid expansion of the air surrounding and within a bolt of lightning. In turn, this expansion of air creates a sonic shock wave, <laughs> similar to a sonic boom, which produces this, the sound of thunder. The distance of the lightning can be calculated by the listener based on the time interval from when the lightning is seen to when the sound is heard. Now, I know you've done this. I know your kids have done it. You see the lightning. You start counting one, one thousand, two, one thousand. Then you figure out how close it is by when the thunder comes, right? Sometimes they're simultaneously. You need to get in cover <laughs> because it's right above you. So number one, a lightning bolt, light, will come from heaven to you. But you need a sonic shockwave too. The Lord is pouring out light constantly. His word is light. His word is light. His word is light unto our feet. It's a lamp unto our path. His word is light. So you always have the word. You always have the light. But you need both. You need the lightning and the thunder. You need the sonic sound of his voice as well. Now, we live in a very noisy time. We have so much noise, so many words. So much information. I told the church a couple weeks ago, some of you may have been there, I said information doubled every century up to 1900. And then at World War II, information was doubling every 25 years. Now information doubles every 13 months. And it is... They, they, the experts, are speculating that information will get to the point where it's doubling every month. So we live in a time of we are inundated with information, with noise, with words, with um, technology, aren't we? I think I told you how many frequencies are in the air right now, and, and just the buzz of those frequencies. Um, we were going to go out to lunch last week with the missionaries, and some of those who were going wanted to go to Buffalo Wild Wings. And I said, no! You know why? Because there are 70 TVs in there. 70. They, 70, we ask. They even put TVs in the bathrooms. <laughs> and if you are sensitive to the frequencies... 
in the air, and some of you are. Some of you get in under fluorescent lights and you go, I don't feel good. Do you know why? It's because you are sensitive to the chemicals. Yeah, we, we think we're supposed to all be just fine all the time when we're in all of this crazy, artificial stuff. <laughs> so I said, no, about buffalo wild wings, because all of the frequencies and all of the electricity in the air, it really bothers me. And so I said, no. And we didn't go, even though everyone else wanted to. <sighs> Below number one, when you get a flash of light, revelation from God, you know what? You get revelation from God all the time. You get flash visions. They're really fast. You get a flash vision, and then you go, what was that? Oh, well. Seriously. You get revelation at his way, and you don't write it down, and then you go, now, what? So here's the deal. When you get a flash of light revelation from God about something, please pause. Wait for the thunder of God's voice, or you may miss this word to you. Here you go. Thunder is seldom heard at distances over 12 miles. Always stay at least zero to 12 miles radius to heaven. <laughs> How are you going to figure that out? <laughs> I could tell you how far the stratosphere is, and I could tell you all the layers up to outer space and how far 12 miles is. And, and, but I don't think that will be helpful right now, so just stay within 12 miles. <laughs> Number two. For those of you who love astronomy, you know about dark matter. You know about the dark energy that is pelting us right now. Scientists say that we are being pelted by dark matter, our bodies, right now. I don't like it. So the dark matter in the cosmos will try to stop the light and the word of power from getting to you. This is speculation. Um, the astronomers, the experts on space, are saying dark energy is so abundant that it accounts for nearly three-fourths of the total mass energy of the universe. I don't agree with that. That's speculation. And if somebody tries to tell you that dark matter is taking over the universe, run. <laughs> After you pull out your sword. Because it's not true. The dark matter, if, you, if you're not having answers to prayer, if you feel like you've been praying and praying and praying and asking God for something, and you feel like it has not come through, keep praying. Because you are being opposed by the powers of darkness. So keep praying. Just keep going. Keep praying. Keep asking, Father, don't give up. He will come through. He won't fail. I promise. He promised, so I can. So, the enemy works. Number three, 
to use bad news to scare us and overwhelm us. His ploy is to get us overwhelmed, fatigued, exhausted by the emotional, mental pressures of life. We must remember that he is disarmed. And that's our verse in Colossians 2. Jesus Christ, when he went to the cross, he completely disarmed the powers of darkness. Now, do you know what that means? I put it there at the bullet point, disarm. Listen to this. The Lord Jesus Christ deactivated the powers of darkness. The Lord Jesus Christ diffused the powers of darkness. The Lord Jesus Christ neutralized the powers of darkness. The Lord Jesus Christ removed the weapons from the powers of darkness. The Lord Jesus Christ, he won over. He triumphed over them. Remember this scripture. When the enemy comes and he tries to lie to you and scare you and make you think you're always going to be sick, you're always going to be poor, you're never going to have any friends, when he comes to you and he tells you those things, you just remember he has been diffused and neutralized. The only thing he really has to use against you is fear. Bill Johnson says that there are only actually two things, fear and faith. Now, I've been pondering that. I ask, been, I've been asking the Lord about it because there is also pride so I was asking Father about that, and now I'm just, I'm telling you stuff that I haven't thought through. So don't take it and write it down and say, whoa. Um, I believe that fear and faith do reside in people, and I believe that pride resides outside unless we invite it in. Yeah, I don't know if it's true. <laughs> yeah. So go ponder it before the Lord yourself. If you care, does anybody care? Oh, good. Three of us care. <laughs> Here's the scripture. You, it's right under number three. You, he has made alive together with him, with him, with him. I love the song that we sang tonight about um, being near his heart. I often picture myself riding on his robe. I'm just this tiny speck in his robe, but I'm by his heart. I used to ride on the bottom of his robe because I, I felt like, because there are so many thousands and millions and billions of people who are going to heaven and they're all part of um, this, this, just his glory. And I used to feel like, why should I be any higher than the hem of his robe to write on there? And then I started moving up in my prayer life. And I started saying, Lord, just, just let me be on your sleeve. I just want to be on your sleeve. But for the past few years, I've been saying, I want to be right there by your heart. Just, just put me right there. You can picture yourself there. He's made you alive together with him, having forgiven you all. How many trespasses? 
having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, this is humongous. All that was written against you, all that you've written yourself and all that everybody else has written, he wipes it all out and he says not guilty. He says forgiven. He says beloved. It's amazing. If we could just get it fully in us. He has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. That is your sin. It's all gone. It's all gone, all of it. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it, in the cross. So your relationship, number four, with God and authority in his name is legally based, not performance or feeling based. Your your position, your holding on to these promises and believing them is based fully 100% on him. Not on any of your performance or how you feel. And your authority in Jesus Christ is based fully on his name, Jesus. Not on yours. And so it doesn't, I mean... If you, what would you do? You wouldn't kick the dog. Men do that. Women never kick the dog. If you um, what yelled at your kid, yelled at your child, um, which you would never do. If you, um, let me think, somebody cut you off in traffic and you called them stupid. No, you would never do that. Um, if you, <laughs> if you, if you were on your way home, from his way tonight, no, 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 last week. You were on your way home from his way last week, and you were passing the casino, and your car was trying to go there. Because, Dion, oh, man, I love it when you give your testimony of that stronghold and that um, she is very public with this. I'm not telling secrets. Can I keep going? Okay. I wish we had time for you to come up here and do it. Um, but Dion would be driving past before she was um, filled with the Holy Ghost. She'd be driving by a casino, and her car, like a magnet, would turn into that place. And she couldn't even stop it because it was a stronghold. And then Jesus set her completely and totally and absolutely free. So, if you turned into the casino or kicked the dog or yelled at your child or did worse, then you think, I just can't pray for anybody. I'm too bad. I'm too, I, I, I don't even know if I'm a Christian. And so needs arise in front of you, and you don't, you don't pray, you don't move forward because you feel unqualified, disqualified. And it has nothing to do with you at all. Just speak the name. Jesus. Jesus. 
Jesus. It's all based on him, not on you, not on me. Wow. So, your authority with God is legally based. A bunch of scriptures right below that. I want to tell you a couple stories, and we have like three minutes. Um, I'll let you fill in the blanks. No, I won't, because then you'll start rummaging around in your stuff, putting your stuff away. How many stories do we have time for? Um, in Corvallis, Oregon, where his way began, we also started a ministry to the gay community called Straight to God. And we did that because we love, we love, we love anybody who is caught in a lifestyle and um, we want to help. And so whether, regardless of what lifestyle it is, we want to help. So I have lots and lots of friends who are have been in the gay lifestyle. Well, there was this one woman, and she and I became friends, and she came to our ministry straight to God, but she was still in the lifestyle and living with a few other lesbian women. And she was big. She was a really big girl. She was tall and very broad-shouldered, big girl, um, like what I wish I was, and I am in the spirit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I just loved her. And one day, one night, she called me, and she said, if you'll meet me at the church and pray for me that I will get healing and that I'll really have a relationship with God, I really want to give my heart to God. And so Tom and I went to the church because it was late at night, and so he came with me, which was really a good plan. And that night, her name was Mary. That night, I can remember, we had altars in our church, and I was kneeling on this side, and she was kneeling on the other side, and I was praying for her with my hand on her. And I was praying that God would help her, that he would come into her life, and that he would, he would just fill her up with him. And as I was praying for her, all of a sudden, a monster rose up. She stood up behind the altar. The altar's still between us. And she looked at me, and she started speaking to me in a voice that was not hers. And she held out her pinky finger, and she said, I can take you out with my pinky when she said that, of course, she's way bigger than I am. This demonic thing is speaking through her. Of course, I'm feeling my first inclination is run. <laughs> but I knew that the power I have in Jesus' name is greater than the powers of darkness. And so I stood up as well. And I looked her in the face, and she's getting ready to grab me. And I said, very quietly and sweetly and softly, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you will not touch me. And it backed off like it was hit. About that time, my husband came in. It was really good timing. And he came up, and he joined me at the altar. 
And then I explained to him what was going on while she's standing there. And Tom said, I think we should go. I think that unless you're ready to submit to God, that we need to go home tonight. And we will talk to you soon. And Mary said, no. And she started after me again. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you won't touch me. And again, she could not come toward me. Tom said, do you want to submit? She said, no. And so we said, well, you need to leave. You need to go. And so she went home that night. A few days later, she wanted to have some more prayer. And so, of course, Jesus Christ, he can do anything. And so I met with her again, and this time she wanted to submit. The Lord did a major healing in her that night. And do you know what Mary started doing? Hint, hint. She started bringing me dinner every single week before his way. You know why? Because she had been delivered, and she loved me. I loved her. I still love her. The Lord has given you powers. He has given you authority over all the power of darkness. He neutralized the powers of darkness at the cross. But our job is to fight. We don't get to lay down and say, Oh, I just feel sad. I'm tempted to do that sometimes. Oh, I feel sad today. Not an option. Wanted to tell you a couple of other stories about deliverances because um, in telling you stories, it trains you so that you're effective and you know what to do when situations come. But alas, the clock. So let's do the fill-ins. Pastor Tamara, if you'll come to the piano. Per team, get ready. Number five, the very humongous scripture, Colossians 2.15, thunders with pure power and authority. You have to read later what I wrote underneath it. So so good number six what is breakthrough what is breakthrough it is god's voice that brings breakthrough in the midst of difficulty and opposition choose to give god worship to not accuse him but to bless him for being good and then transformation happens i can't promise that it's that it is even that day, it might be immediately, it might be a day, it might be a week, it might be a month. You might, you might cry out to God and, and get prayer for two years before breakthrough comes in the area that you're seeking. But keep asking, keep going, keep believing, keep expecting, keep hoping. Because he promised breakthrough. <laughs> Is there one more blank? When Jesus willingly went to the cross, he ripped 
the keys of death and all authority out of the hands of the devil. Now, at the bottom, you can look at it later. I've just given you some tools for winning the battle. When spiritual warfare is especially heavy, just some things you can do. And then I've given you my short list of what the devil hates so you can do those things. Not to make him mad, but to get him to leave. For example, the smell of spikenard oil, which we sell here at His Way, which Jesus smelled like when he walked on our planet. The devil hates it. And so sometimes when the spiritual warfare is so heavy, what does that mean? When the spiritual warfare is heavy. Okay, quick example. Yesterday I was on my way here to pray, soaking prayer for the woman we prayed for. And on the way I felt such intense oppression in my body. I felt like there was a force pushing against me. I felt like I couldn't breathe very well. I felt sick to my stomach. And you know what our mind says. Our mind says, you're sick. You better go home. But instead, I began to cry out to God. And I said, oh, Lord, deliver me from the powers of darkness. And then I told the powers of darkness to leave me alone in the name of Jesus Christ. And so that oppression that can come against us, sometimes you'll be getting ready for his way. You'll feel sick in your body. Overcome. Keep going. Get here. You have Jesus, and he's everything. Just tell him you love him again. Jesus, we love you. Oh, Jesus, we love you. You went to the cross for us. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord Jesus. We love you. I love you. You love me. <laughs> Thank you. So now, armed and dangerous women of God, go out with the sword of the Spirit, the word of truth that flashes light. And be a force for the kingdom of God. <laughs> Thanks, Father. I really recommend that you get prayer every chance you can. Because as I talked about soaking prayer, prayer is powerful and effective. You can get healed tonight. You can get delivered and free. You can get farther on in the process. So come and get prayer. Okay. I'll see you in a couple weeks. Don't miss Connie next week. Okay, I love you.